Manx Radio Sport. A very good evening to you and welcome again to Friday Sport Preview on Manx Radio. Rob Pritchard here with you until 6.30pm. As ever, hope you've had a wonderful week so far. Coming up tonight... The ECAP FA Cup first round proper takes centre stage in Manx football this weekend, all whilst league fixtures continue tomorrow in Division 2 and the combination leagues. A busy weekend for Manx hockey as week 4 of the 2023 men's and ladies season takes place, with front runners across the divisions now starting to emerge. And a Manx Olympian is hoping that more Alaman athletes can get involved in the sport of snowboarding. That is all to come this evening. Starting with Manx football, and as I just mentioned, it'll be the ECAP FA Cup once again taking centre stage on the Isle of Man with the first round proper getting underway on Saturday. In and around those will be the smattering of league fixtures across Division 2 and the combination leagues. Well, uh, jumping straight into it, we can welcome to the studio as ever, Tony Mappen. Very good evening to you. Good evening to you, Rob, and uh, weather's good, weather report, so we're all set for a great weekend and plenty of football. Fingers crossed. Okay, let's dive straight into the ECAP FA Cup then. The first round proper taking place. There is, however, one game from the preliminary round still to take place. It was postponed when the last set of fixtures were played. All games in the ECAP FA Cup, including the preliminary round and first round proper games on Saturday, all kicking off at 1.30pm. We'll start with the preliminary round game, and that's Ramsey against Corinthians. Yeah, unfortunately we lost uh, this one with the cold snap, and uh, we've got the chance to play it uh, tomorrow. And a big game it is, because uh, I'm just looking at that result uh, Corinthians had last week. A uh, bit of a, a big uh, defeat for them there against uh, Moran, who were bottom of the table. As were with uh, Ramsey, they've uh, sort of... Had ifs and buts, haven't they? They haven't been as um, strong as they were at the start of the season. And when you look at the league table, uh, Ramsey played 14 for 19 and uh, Corinthians have played 12 for 27 there. Is that little bit of a difference? I haven't heard uh, team news from either club, so we'll wait and see what happens. But uh, I'm just going to go with uh, Corinthians just to win it and they'll go into the next round and that'll be played in a couple of weeks' time against Braddon. Absolutely. Well, let's move on to the first round proper games that are taking place. Uh, we have seven fixtures overall. Start at Glen Crutchery Road, St George's, who've uh, started to enjoy a bit of a richer vein of form after a tough start to the season. They'll host gyms. Yeah, it's all come together, hasn't it, with the personnel coming back in. And uh, Joel Ibanez, what a player he is uh, to come back in. I don't think you've seen him play yet, Rob, because he's been away in America. But an excellent player and an island player and um, if he does play well, I don't think it'll be long before FC Isle of Man pick him up, but uh, they've got him in there. Uh, Johnny Myers there uh, with a goal last, or a couple of goals last week. Kieran McNulty as well on the score sheet, but um, it's sort of a bit of, uh, you know, massive game for Jims, isn't it? Because they're a league below and uh, quite a few positions uh, down on that as well. But, you know, I just think um, certainly uh, Chris Bass, Sean Quay will probably play, so that'll make him a lot stronger. And I just don't see Jim's getting out, anything out of it at all. It's going to be a tough day for him in the office, and that's why I'm going to go for St George just to go into the next round. And then we move over to Glen Road and uh, two teams who picked up big results last week. Laxey, who beat uh, United 4-3 last Saturday, up against Moran, who Tony just mentioned, stunned Corinthians last week as well. So these two sides going into this very much with the tails up. It is, and uh, certainly looking at uh, Laxey, what a humdinger of a fixture they had uh, last week against Air United. It was went one way, then the other way, and then back to Laxey. And Laxey finally wrapped it up uh, 4-3. But let's take note of Moran's performance because it was nil-nil with about uh, five minutes or so to go and then uh, two goals right at the end uh, clinched the points uh, for them so they can breathe a little bit easier now uh, but this is the ECAP uh, FA Cup first round and I just think uh, Laxey really fancy another day out they had a great uh, day last year and they won another one this year and that's why I'm going to go for Johnny Palmer's team to go through 
Very well. Next fixture is down south, and it's Colby. They'll be hosting Governor's Athletic. Yeah, a bit of a local derby, this one, isn't it? Because Governor's uh, sort of play on one of Colby's pitches, and, you know, sort of Colby last week beaten by MZU Centre and Old Boys Fair 4-2. I uh, believe uh, Dickie Gale has uh, changed a little... A uh, few positions uh, tomorrow, so we'll wait and see how that changes things. But uh, certainly with Governors Athletic, conceding an awful lot of goals lately, I just can only see one winner in this, and that's going to be Colby. Very well, then it's an all-Premier League clash, and two teams battling at completely different ends of the table. It's bottom of the Canada Life Men's Premier League, Douglas High School Old Boys, against top of the Premier League, Peel. Well, it is, and I know this isn't a league game, Rob, but when you look at that league table, and uh, Peel are 11 points uh, clear, uh, they're absolutely flying. I know uh, Corinthians have uh, three games in hand, but um, you know certainly at the moment it's taken some stopping for Peel. I believe Reese Oates isn't playing tomorrow, so that will hamper them a little bit because uh, he plays well in that front forward line. So they've got to pass that responsibility on, and I don't know who that will be. Hopefully Daniel Bell will let me know. Uh, but uh, old boys, as you rightly say, sighted uh, at the bottom of the table, played 11 with nine points. I can only see Peel winning this game. And then it's uh, North versus South. This could be an intriguing one. Air United hosting Russian United. Yeah, and they played each other so many times last year in the cup competitions. And, you know, I watched the game up at uh, Air. And, uh, you know, Air just uh, too strong for them. But I think uh, at the moment, uh, Russian are on a bit of a march. I watched them seven days ago. I was impressed with them, that 3-0 win against Air St. John's. And I just think uh, at the moment, Nick Robinson will be happy enough with the way they're going. Um, I know that uh, Furu Davies is going to play for FC Alaman, so he won't be there. Mikey Williams won't be able to play because I think Mikey might be away. Uh, so it does hamper them a little bit up front as well with Air United. I think Nick Hertz had that team playing really well lately and I can only see Air take the victory here and knock Russian out. Very well, they're moving out west. St John's, they'll be hosting Onken, another Premier League clash. It's difficult to know where these two clubs are at the moment because uh, I watched St John's last week. Um, they didn't look fit, but they haven't played uh, too many games of late. They give a real good battle in the first half, but the second half couldn't come up with anything. As were with uh, Onken, they haven't had too much uh, football to brag about, really. Um, again, uh, they're in 11th place in the league. Uh, they've only played 10 games, so it just shows you, Rob, how many sort of weekends they've missed playing football. So I have to go for St John's, just looking at the league table. But if they can get it right, I think Onka can knock St John's out. And uh, we'll just have to wait and see how the game goes tomorrow afternoon. Very well, then rounding off the ECAP FA Cup first round. Proper fixtures uh, at home. One of the stars, I think, of the last <laughs> yeah. round, Douglas and District, we... Can't say it enough. It was quite a stunning result from them beating Premier League Union Mills on penalties in the last round. They're going to be hosting Douglas Royal. That's a superb result, and I think the boys will be happy enough for it just to finish there. But uh, another tough game tomorrow. But it is at their place, which will I think maybe pull Douglas Royal back in. Michael Fitzmorris will uh, know what to do. But uh, you know, I've spoken to two or three people who have played against Royal recently, and just saying they're a really good young side, and uh, with the players that they've got there, Dominic McCarry Brennan, and also others then they can score goals and that's going to be the big problem, I think, for D&D to deal with. There's that pace of uh, McCarry Brennan and uh, tomorrow afternoon it's going to be a real tough game for them and I'll go for Douglas Royal to win. Very well, there's your ECAP FA Cup first round proper fixtures taking place at 1.30pm tomorrow across the Isle of Man. OK, let's take a look at the league fixtures that are continuing around the Cup schedule this Saturday. Games kicking off at 2.30pm in the respective league divisions. We'll start off with uh, DPS Limited Division 2 and there are two games there tomorrow. Yeah, just uh, let everyone know it is 2.30 for these league games because uh, first week of February we always go back to the standard uh, kickoff time. and uh, Two uh, big games in, in different views really because Douglas 
Athletic against Castletown. If you remember, Castletown recently got beaten by uh, Braddon, and that was a poor performance by them, so hopefully they didn't get it right. And I think they will against Douglas Athletic, but Rams U Centre against Michael, local derby. Michael uh, got the bit between the teeth, second in the league, and they want to keep uh, winning. And I just think Michael will be too strong for Rams U Centre, no boys. Very well, let's quickly take a look through the combination leagues. Again, all these games kicking off at 2.30pm. We have four games in Canada Life Combi 1 this weekend. Yeah, Union Mills against uh, St John's. I'm going to go for uh, St John's. They put in a good performance recently against the league leaders, an unbeaten uh, Russian. So St John's to win there. Uh, Corinthians against Air. I think uh, Corinthians have got a relatively strong first team from what I'm hearing is available. So uh, that means the combi's a little bit stronger. So go for Corinthians just to win. Uh, Moran against uh, Douglas Royal. Moran will just sneak that victory. And uh, Onken against Peel. The league table's uh, quite clear to see. Peel's second in the league. Onken just a little bit lower than them. Go for Peel to win. Last but certainly not least on Saturday, we have four games in DPS Limited Combination 2 and one of the games has had a change of venue, hasn't it? Correct. Jim's uh, against uh, Braddon. Jim's pitch not good at Tremode, so uh, Braddon have said come and play at ours and they've uh, chosen that. Jim's uh, against uh, Braddon. I'm going to go for uh, Braddon to win. In uh, the other uh, games, that we've got Michael against uh, Castletown. Still looking for a referee on that one because unfortunately um, the referee that was due to uh, referee is uh, not 100%, so we've had to... Uh, to try and see if we can find an auxiliary referee. So if you can sort that one out, that'd be brilliant. Uh, Paul Rose against uh, Colby. I think Paul Rose will prove too strong for them. And uh, Foxdale against St Mary's. St Mary's challenging at the top of the DPS Limited uh, combination too. You have to go for St Mary's take victory there. Very well, those are all your fixtures for Saturday. Then we move into Sunday. The Canada Life women's football taking place, 2pm kickoffs. We have two games there. And uh, just before we start, just a quick message. Congratulations to Corinthians winning the Canada Life women's floodlit cup final last weekend. Yeah, they did well. It was a really good game and so did uh, Peel. It was a right battle. Unfortunately, I couldn't go. Uh, but it was uh, nip and tuck, went into extra time and then the victory went to Corinthians at the end. But unfortunately, uh, on Sunday, Corinthians against Douglas Royal, that's gone because Douglas Royal can't field a team. Uh, Malou against uh, Castletown, uh, Southern Derby. Malou should be too strong, so go for them to take victory. And uh, Onken against uh, Peel, as Peel showed last week. Really good outfit. Onken will battle all the way. Their younger players improve in every single game, but I have to go for Peel to take victory there. Very well, and then rounding off Sunday, we have two games in the Masters football. Yeah, and it's uh, Laxey against uh, Douglas and District. Going to go for uh, Laxey to uh, win this one, and unfortunately, they've drawn each other in the FA Cup as well, so they've got another game coming up in uh, a couple of weeks' time or so. Uh, Corinthians against Air, Air battling at the top of the table with Royal. Also, uh, Colby are right in there, and Peel. Uh, so they need to try and get maximum points. And I think uh, looking at my team sheet at the moment, we're not too bad. So we might be able to uh, give A United a run for the money, but it's quite interesting. I got a text today to say who's playing, and uh, I just basically named the Arsenal's first team who are playing for Corinthians on Sunday. But I don't think it'll happen. I think uh, we'll just sneak it. Can't help yourself, can no, you? No, I can't. <laughs> well, Tony, thank you very much, as ever. Well, uh, moving on then, and um, we usually take this time to speak to Dave Christian about the rugby fixtures coming up this weekend. That won't be the case this time because rugby, both in the UK leagues and the Manx domestic leagues, are taking a break this Saturday and Sunday. So we move on to hockey, and we're now entering week four of the 2023 men's and ladies hockey season on Ireland, with the front runners across the respective divisions now starting to emerge. Among the ties this weekend is the meeting of two rivals in the Men's Premier League over at the NSC. Taking a look at that clash, as well as the other fixtures, I caught up this week with Ben Cunningham. 
We'll start with the Ladies Premier League, just the one game in the Ladies Premier League this weekend, and it's an early pushback, 5 past 11 at Castle Russian High School. Potentially intriguing contest as Castletown A, they host Backers A. Yeah, I think this one will be really close. Castletown A, of course, got that big win last week over Vikings A. The question lies, can they get one over Backers A and maybe extend their lead at the top of the Premier League? We wait and see. I mean, the top of the Premier League at the minute, and the heads will be high, Castletown, from that big win last week, but then Backers A will definitely be wanting to keep the uh, chase on and definitely look to get points off Castletown. I think it'll be close. I think it might maybe just come down to one goal. I'm on the fence here to decide on a winner. I really am. Moving on to the men's Premier League then. We have three games there, all pushing back at five past two. We'll start over at the NSC, where Vikings A, they'll host Backers A. Yeah, this one's a big one, this. Vikings A need to get a win here out of this one. Backers A get the win, then they'll extend their lead at the top of the league. But I think Backers A are looking really strong this season so far I think Vikings A have slipped up a few times too many so far this season but they'll definitely want to make up for it but I think Backers A will have it on the day so Backers A win there and then from the NSC looking up north to Ramsey Grammar School and Ramsey A they're going to be hosting Backers B yeah this one's a bottom of the league clash and it'll be very close because Backers B haven't got any points yet but then Ramsey A got a point off uh, Valkyrie's A last week I think it'll be close this one might just come down to one goal but I think Ramsey A will just get it on the day and then out over in the west at QE2 in Peel Valkyrie's A they'll be hosting Castletown A yeah, I think this one's going to be a very uh, tasty game. I think Castan A and Valkyrie, they both have looked very strong so far this season. They've both had one loss, so it'll be close to see how this goes, but I think it might just go the way of Castletown. Let's have a look through the other divisions. We'll start with Ladies Division 1. Yeah, so the first game in this division is Harlequins A against Vikings B, and that's at 11.05 at the NSC. And then at 12.30 at the NSC is Backers B, against Valkyries B. Looking through those, which game might stand out to you in particular and why? I'm going to go for the Backers B, Valkyries B game. This one I think will be close. Valkyries B got a point off Harlequins A last week who have been scoring goals left, right and centre so far this season, looking really, really strong. But then Backers B have also looked strong as well and they've put up a good test against the teams in this league. I think that'll be the game of the day in this league really. Then we look at men's Division 1. Two games there this Saturday, both taking place at King Williams College. Yep, so the first game at 12.35 at KWC is Vikings C against Valkyrie. And these two did meet midweek in the plate and it came down to just one goal. Uh, We'll touch more on them in the classified on Saturday when we have all the results from the midweek games. It was a really close game, and I think it might be the same again on Saturday, and I'm going to go for Valkyrie's B win there. And looking at men's Division 1, Harlequins A, the current pace setters effectively, don't have a game this weekend, so who could make up ground on them at the start here with this week? I think Valkyries B will definitely be looking to make progress to catch Harlequins A. But then the other game as well, which is Harlequins B against Vikings B, Vikings B are still looking for their first point, as is Harlequins B. So that one will be interesting to see how that goes. But I definitely think Valkyries B will definitely be looking to chase Harlequins down this weekend. Well, then we move on to Ladies Division 2. We have three games there. First game in this league is at 12.35 at QE2, and that's Castletown C against Valkyries C. The second game at 2.05 at Castle Russian High School is Ramsey B against Castletown D. 
And then the final game is Harlequins B against Falkaya C, and that's at 3.35 at the NSC. And then rounding off the senior leagues this Saturday, two games in men's division two as well. First game is at 12.35 at Castle Russian High School, and this seeds Bacchus C against Castown B. And then the second game in this league is at 3.35, and it's Castletown C against Ramsey B. And last but certainly not least, we have three games again this weekend in the mixed under-15s division. And the first game in this one is at 11.05 at QE2, and that's Castletown Sharks against Harlequins. Second game is at 3.35 at Castle Russian High School, and this is Castletown Savers against Ramsey Rogues and Rascals. And then the final game is Valkyries against Backers, 3.35 at QE2. Manx Radio Sport. Ben Cunningham with that report there on this week's league fixtures on Ireland in the Manx Men's and Ladies Hockey Leagues. And just to mention as well, on the Sunday, the Isle of Man women's team, as well as a selection of the Isle of Man youth squads, will be away competing at the England Hockey Knockout Championships in their respective age groups on Sunday throughout the day. So best of luck to them. Well, finally tonight, a Manx Olympian is hoping to get more Isle of Man competitors involved in the sport of snowboarding. Zoe Gillings-Briar, who's also a seven-time World Cup medalist in the sport, is now playing a key role in a snowboarding and skiing school over in Austria, which caters for those at both junior and senior level. I spoke to Zoe to find out a little about what the school offers and her hopes to get more local athletes following in her footsteps. So it's called Inspire Snow Sports and it's a snowboard training academy, but we also cater to skiing at a younger level as well so we've got a junior program which is from ages about 9 or 10 to 15 and that's for skiers and snowboarders and then we've got a uh, senior program which is 16 years and older um, and we've got a bunch of people on both the programs have done for the last few years and it's based out in Austria in sort of the valley where Meyerhofen is and early season we'll train on the glaciers there and then when the snow falls, falls down the valley we'll then train in lots of different resorts all around the all around the valley and uh, got like six months programs running for the seniors and three months program running for the juniors but people can join us for anything down to a week if that's all the time they can get out there coming from the isle of man yourself how much would you like to see more snowboarders coming out of the isle of man for the future oh i'd love it i'd love it we've actually we've had we've had a few already which is brilliant and yeah it's just it's a it's a wonderful sport i just i love the sport and it's brilliant to be out in the mountains doing doing what you love so if i can help anyone just get get into it or improve or do competitions or even go to the olympics um i would be really really happy to do that one of the challenges that might face people here who are interested in getting involved is the Isle of Man just doesn't have the facilities that are maybe seen in the UK and, and elsewhere in Europe. So if those facilities aren't available on the Isle of Man, uh, how difficult is it to actually uh, get involved and do you know snowboarding regularly for someone who's based on the island? Well, that's the problem really, isn't it? That's the problem with all British snow sports people is that they just don't get the time on snow that the Europeans or the North Americans do, for example. Um, so that's why we run programmes through the whole winter um, for the for the senior level from 16 onwards because that's what most Manx people and most British people need they just need days and days and days on snow because that's what they don't get from their from their home really so that's why we're about, based out in Austria because there's no point in running on snow fell obviously um, you're not going to really get much get much better there um, but so for the junior program it's only three months because obviously it's quite a long time to be be away from home but it's the good it's the best three months of the winter so it's january february march and yeah that's what you need really you just need days and days and days and days on the snow on the snowboard or on skis just to get into a way that it just feels natural it feels like walking after you do it for long enough 
And for those who do want to get involved, not just the logistics of uh, getting out to somewhere in Europe, for example, like you mentioned there, but also the cost implications as well of getting yourself aboard, getting all the the safety gear and whatnot, and then actually being able to to head out there and stay in places. How do you get around that potentially? It is a tricky one, really. I mean, for most people, it's a combination between having nice parents, if if they have that, having help from sponsors. If they start to get into competitions and start to get results and start to get coverage, then you can get sponsors. You can get government funding when you get to sort of a higher level as well. Um, some people will will work in the summer and then train in the winter. So quite a lot of people will, will do that or just a combination of that fundraising any any way you can basically and now as someone from the outside looking in being based off island as you are if you were to look at those in the sporting hierarchy on the the isle of man to maybe look at opening up pathways for people to get involved in snowboarding more what would you maybe suggest as ideas to kind of get that ball rolling i think it's just opening people's eyes to the lots of different sports are out there i mean lots of people get introduced to to football and rugby and netball and and the sports that they, they'll tend to do the, the more sort of mainstream sports but i'd say it's just getting getting the sort of the message out there there's lots of other sports as well there's thousands of thousands of different sports in the world and if you want to do it competitively if you want to do it for fun if you just want to do it for fitness it doesn't matter really the reasons why i just that's what i always do when i'm whenever i'm talking to young people as always try and sort of open their eyes to the different opportunities that are out there and the different sports they might not have thought about before just looking forward, if people were be, being able to, to realise their dreams in the sport, the next generation from the Isle of Man, what would it mean to you to see more Manx people, say, competing in the Olympics or getting on the you know, the top step during like world international events? What would that mean to you? Oh, it would be brilliant. I mean, we've got a really, really great sport heritage on the Isle of Man. We've got way more world champions and Olympians than we should do, <laughs> given our population. So, um, yeah, every, every time I see a Manx person doing well and competing and, and just doing what they want to do, it's, it's brilliant to watch and more supportive. Manx Radio Sport. That's all we have time for on Friday Sport Preview this week on Manx Radio. Many thanks to my guests, Tony Meppen, Ben Cunningham and Zoe Gillings-Briar. Have yourself a wonderful Friday, whatever you're doing, and have a wonderful weekend as well. Chris Kinley is with you next. So from me, until next time, it's bye for now.